Hello, and welcome to the Confident Sober Women podcast. I'm your guide, Shelby John. I'm the mother of three, wife to one, and sober since July 1st, 2002. As sober women, we have something huge in common. And when we share our lives and our stories with each other, we feel that sense of belonging and connection so we know we are no longer alone. In this podcast, you will hear real-life talk about building confidence and transforming your life beyond recovery. So come on, let's talk. Hey there, Sober Ladies. I'm so glad that you guys are here with me today, and I want to tell you to just say no. It's time to make yourself and your needs a priority for possibly the first time in your whole life. So why is this even something I have to say? And in fact, I say it so often, it makes me wonder all the time, how did we get off the track so much in this society? Who told us we had to do it all? We had to be it all, cook it all, buy it all, meet all the demands of work, family, etc. And at what price? What benefit is worth stringing yourself out so much that you are sleep deprived, your bank account is empty, and you have resentments piled up as high as your vaulted ceilings. Let me ask you this, because I have faced it many times in my own life, so I imagine that most of you have as well. Have you ever been with some other women, maybe from your kid's school, or maybe their co-workers, friends, or family, And then something comes up like, hey, we need more people to make some goodies for the bake sale tomorrow. Or maybe a bunch of us are going out for happy hour tonight and we'd really love for you to join us. Or we're planning on hosting a brunch for the family on Christmas morning, so we really expect you to be there. You kind of get the point, right? People in your life are asking you to do something or implying that they expect you to participate. But you really don't have time to bake. Or you're swamped with your own work and your own kids. You can't volunteer at the school fair. And you and your spouse have decided that you're just doing a quiet holiday at home with your kids this year. Or you just don't feel like it. Because that's really a real thing, right? You can feel the heat welling up in your body. And maybe your face is getting warm while you're trying to figure out what you're going to say and how to get out of this situation while you're standing there in front of these people. And then you respond with something to the effect of, no, I can't do that, or I'm sorry, I won't be able to join you. And then they just look at you with that kind of questioning stare, with their eyes kind of saying, well, why not? That stare can be pretty uncomfortable, and it immediately makes you feel like you have to explain yourself, like you have to give them reasons for why you aren't going to volunteer for that class party why you can't come to the party or some other thing that's being asked of you. And as women in general, I have to say, we are terrible at this. We have a tendency to feel as though we have to explain ourselves all the time, or worse, we have to apologize. And I want to say to you, girl, stop apologizing for yourself. I don't care if you're planning to go home and soak in an Epsom salt bath with your hair in a mask, or if you plan on taking a nap, or you want to go out with your husband. You don't owe anyone an explanation. No is a complete sentence. And 
no response is a response. This is a great first step in learning how to build healthy boundaries, and most especially during this potentially most busy time of the year. Stop explaining yourself. I missed the part in school where we learned that we aren't allowed to say no to things that we don't want to do, that we can't sometimes buy store-bought baked goods or leave our house as a mess or go to bed before everyone else or soak in a tub. And in active addiction, most of us didn't take good care of ourselves. We really couldn't. The obsession and compulsion to find the next drink or drug took all of that away. But as sober women... Today, we have the opportunity to decide what is the most important stuff to us and how we want to spend our time and our money. Those identified personal core values that we talk about so much in the Sober Freedom Inner Circle, it's literally the entire third module. This is a huge part of the work that I do with women because discovering those personal core values helps build confidence and reduce anxiety because Your decisions are more in alignment with your core values. You can get more information on this in the description below. Click the link and it'll definitely lead you in the right direction. There's also going to be an upcoming podcast episode, I believe next week, on personal core values. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. Most likely when you were out there in active addiction, you also had terrible boundaries. It's hard when you aren't emotionally well to make good choices for ourselves, and we often succumb to the request and the demands of others, as well as the criticism and abuse of people in our lives. We're blinded to the reality of those things, and usually we're just so strung out we can't see the harm that it's doing. But healthy boundaries help you respect yourself and protect those things that are the most important to you. And like I already mentioned, This isn't generally something that we're taught or are aware of from an early age. When I say creating healthy boundaries, I don't mean building walls. I mean more like railed fences that you can see through and you can still have relationships back and forth, but you can create that barrier so that it's there when it needs to be. At this time of year in particular, I feel like this can be really important because we usually have a lot of family obligations. There are expectations from friends, from employers, from children, and society in general, right? It might be around the giving. It can sometimes get quite excessive and therefore expensive. It might be around time. So many people wanting a piece of you and your family, and some of which might require travel. It might be around emotions like grief and loss. And the fact that you're sober and so many others aren't, and they might not understand if you choose not to attend an event because it's not safe for you, can really stir up some of those emotions. Yesterday, I was talking to a woman I have worked with who courageously shared that she decided to say no to her sister this year. This woman has been sober for over two years, and she decided this Christmas she was not going to allow her sister, who is still a raging alcoholic, to stay in her home. She viewed her sister's presence as a threat to her own sobriety and really as a joy killer for her family. She loves her sister dearly and she wants to see her. She just simply doesn't want her to spend the night in her home. Well, this ask wasn't received very well. 
her sister was pissed. And she went off on her about her feelings, saying, I want nothing to do with you, and I can't stand the person you've become. Whoa. My client was devastated. Thankfully, she has the tools that she has learned to help her through this conflict and prevent spiraling downhill herself. And she respected herself enough to make her sobriety, her feelings, and her family a priority. It was painful. But she set a boundary with her sister that said, I love myself too much to let your drinking ruin my Christmas. I was so proud of the work that she has done on her emotional sobriety and the peace that she will have now despite the initial pain because she created this healthy boundary. I haven't stopped thinking about it. And it's hard to remind yourself what a reward will come from that. And what if this boundary, this no, is the thing that helps her sister look at her own drinking and make a change? What if her no means her sister says yes to change? And maybe it's not right now. Maybe it's not a few months from now, but maybe it's next year. Maybe it's sometime down the future and she remembers when her sister stood up to her and said, no, I'm not going to have you in my home while you're still drinking. You see, boundaries are not brick walls. They aren't concrete barriers without windows. They're more like those fences or translucent plastic. We can see through them a little bit and we can give and receive, but they create a little bit of a barrier between us and the threat a barrier between us and the toxic person, between the poisonous substance or uncomfortable situation. Looking at our lives through this lens can be challenging at first. We don't always like it, but when something is stealing your joy, making you uncomfortable or hurting people you love, doesn't it make sense to say no? I want to challenge you right now to do a quick inventory of your life and the people in it, and the obligations you have, and the areas where you consistently feel you complain or you just simply dread. So scan your life kind of like a movie and look for things that stand out to you as being uncomfortable, things that consistently come up and cause a rub or you just are dreading it. Maybe it's a relationship. It might be a job situation. It might be your friends or your kids. It might be financial or time. I want you to write them down so you can see them. Really look at what you've come up with. Because a lot of times we have this stuff in our head and it bothers us, but it's sort of in the background because we don't put it on paper and actually see it with our eyes. So when you do that, you kind of take your discovery to a new level. And that's what I really want you guys to do today. What is one area you would be willing to create a healthy boundary over this next couple weeks. For example, maybe like my client, you struggle with a family member that is a very heavy drinker. And every time you get together, you feel uncomfortable. If you can't eliminate that interaction from your life, how can you create a little bit of a barrier, a boundary? For example, you could limit your time with that person. You will go to the gathering, but you'll only stay for an hour or two or whatever your tolerance level is. Or maybe you could meet them in a neutral space, like not in their home, maybe out in public or in your home. Have a plan, like a safe person with uh, with you, 
during the interaction, some kind of an escape route in case you get uncomfortable. Or maybe you have a toxic friend or a family member that's overly critical or negative, and every time you talk to them, you leave the interaction feeling depleted and honestly questioning yourself. In all relationships, we get what we allow. So stopping that type of interaction is the best boundary you can create. When the conversation turns negative, do your best to find the silver lining, switching it to a more positive interaction. And if that doesn't work, it's time to end the conversation. You could say something like, it sounds like you're in a really negative space right now. I'm going to have to let you go. If it's personal criticism gone overboard, practice standing up for yourself right in the moment with statements like, it hurts my feelings when you say that, or please don't speak to me that way, or ouch, that wasn't very nice. Often the people in our lives have really no idea when they're hurting us with their toxicity. So this type of blunt acknowledgement of their actions right in the moment can stop them in their tracks. As you do this more often over time, very likely that type of behavior will stop because they're not getting the response that they're looking for and you are changing. The skill of setting boundaries takes some practice, but with intention and consistency, it will get so much easier and the results will make you want to keep going. When you make yourself and your needs a priority, You build the kind of self-respect and self-love that will elevate your sobriety from good to amazing. So this holiday season is your practice field. Stop explaining yourself to those who don't really need to know why you are or aren't doing something. Stand up for yourself in the moment with blunt statements to get attention of the criticizer. Make a plan and get the support you need for interactions that have the potential to be uncomfortable or threatening to your sobriety or your emotional well-being. Sooner or later, you will notice the benefits to your internal peace from establishing and honoring these types of boundaries. And a final thought. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. Brene Brown. See you next week. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Confident Sober Women. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button above so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And hey, if you really loved it, leave me a review. You can learn more about the Sober Freedom Inner Circle membership at www.shelbyjohncoaching.com forward slash inner circle. See you next time.